You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Playing this game makes me miss more than anything. What? Strange Aeons. Oh, yeah. Makes me miss Strange Aeons. Because yeah. I like the, the modern version of, the, of dealing with this cosmic horror, but I, I really miss the sort of like, no, now we're going to fight tons of Cthulian-type monsters uh, every other week. Uh, I, I just, I really, I don't know how, uh, but I really want to be able to play through all of that someday. Uh, I just think it's a brilliant AP, and and get, the more we play cosmic horror type stuff, um, the more I want to I want to delve into this. The Handler's Guide goes into great detail on a whole ton of monsters, and um, I started reading some of them, and then I stopped because I was like. I might be getting unfair information for strange aeons right now. <laughs> it occurred to me that like, cause they go into detail about, you know, what they are, what they can do. And they're all from, you know, Lovecraftian sort of stuff. And so it's just very, I was like, well, I could spoil stuff for myself. So I stopped. I mean, even just like a cursory glance, like, uh, there was that, uh, strange aeon sesh where I guessed the name Carcosa beforehand because I saw it in true detective. <laughs> um, right, just like there's enough shared yellow king mythology and that type of stuff that you, you can kind of but it's it's more like enriching your experience of it usually i think well our good buddies order the amber die they did strange aeons and like what they do with a lot of their campaigns they have sort of rules going in and and one of the rules they had um is that anyone t- partaking in it had to have zero knowledge of uh lovecraftian uh horror uh, he wanted everyone going in blind, and I think Joe, you'd uh, you'd have to find out from Adam. I think even Adam didn't have any uh, previous like deep knowledge on it. He wanted everyone yeah, to come in blind sure, and experience it new. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's certainly how I came into Strange Aeons. Uh, so it's still very new to me and very raw. And uh, uh, you know, I, I that's why I didn't have a lot of interest in it. But my interest <laughs> is growing. It's growing as I uh, play some of these things. Well, that was funny, that optional rule that you brought up about, like, not knowing anything. As I was reading through the agent's handbook, there was an optional sanity rule where none of the agents know each other's scores. Mm -hmm. It would have had to have started that way because Joe would have had to, like, secretly tell us what each of it, because we could calculate or we would know that people would know a lot. But it would be great because you would have no idea if someone was acting strange because of a bad day or if they were just role-playing their sanity loss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're basically doing human against your own team to right. see if they are exhibiting signs of insanity uh, or if they passed a breaking point or whatever. It's really fun mechanically. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Uh, we, we ended last time with you guys finally getting to the crime scene uh, of this horrific, horrific crime scene where uh, a young man, we find out at the end, a Columbia University student uh, has apparently traveled from Columbia University uh, over to Alliance, New Jersey, a town about 10 miles north of Newark, which sort of explains the 
uh, presence of the FBI, why the FBI will have some jurisdiction here, because the the killer in this particular crime appears to have crossed state lines uh, with a weapon and uh, committed a uh, capital murder. And so um, the FBI is brought in to investigate. You guys are put on the case through the machinations behind the, the veil uh, of Delta Green. Somehow you are officially put onto the case uh, and three of you have to pretend to be federal agents. You're not, you're not actually in the FBI, but you have been given FBI badges, FBI official uh, sidearms and, uh, and IDs with entirely different names and everything. So you have to keep up this uh, charade. You have met the head of the investigation. Uh, Riker Salas gets good vibes from the guy. And uh, he basically said, uh, you know, rely on his number two, William Gant, uh, Billy Gant, to, uh, for anything that you might need in terms of the investigation here. But otherwise, the crime, the crime scene is available to you uh, for as much time as you need. But then he, he asked you, please, to... Uh, let them get the bodies out of here as soon as possible because it's actually been too many hours and they've been saving them for you guys to take a look at. So, um, uh, yeah, and that's that's where we left it. You had really just gotten there. So at this point, it's really up to you guys to kind of figure out next steps you want to take and, and how you want to proceed. I, I will say that, you know, and we, we could kind of say this right off the bat, that uh, the last shot that we left you on was, Riker Salas seeing this idea and that this student is apparently a, a student of uh, applied engineering uh, and science, which is obviously alarming, considering that you know this number uh, seems to have some supernatural properties, is known to have some supernatural properties, and they said, keep it away from anybody with mathematical knowledge. Uh, you, you see this uh, ID, uh, and in that instance, Billy Gant looks across at you and he's just like, somebody calls to him and he turns his attention. Uh, I'll be right there. He turns back to you. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, feel free to look through anything. Uh, just, you know, try, don't touch the gun, uh, but you can see it pretty well through the bag. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, look through uh, the other stuff. Uh, hey, just let me know if you need anything. And uh, he goes over uh, to address someone's concern at the southern edge of the crime scene. And you're left there, uh, just the four of you at the uh, at the police car. I have a question about the map. So there's the headless torso over by the uh, big um, sort of crate, container. right? Yeah. And then there's the bloody torso uh, laying next to the debris. Then there's a smaller version of that torso on the roof to the left. <laughs> <laughs> that guy fell from a helicopter. Uh, he's a reporter. Did it hurt when you fell yeah. from heaven? He's a reporter from Channel 6 Action News. Dressed exactly like the victim. Exactly like the victim, except he was four foot, six inches tall. Uh, he's very small. The, the camera was just a little too big for the little guy, and he stuck his head out of that helicopter, and then we took him over. I didn't wow. know if it was the, the roof of that building or just really low down and, and still why no. is there another dead body <laughs> that and is then, uh, an, an infuriating roll 20 mistake <laughs> there also seems to be another person in this debris here is that another body or is that just or is that your like side where's Waldo 
He's what are you talking about? Here. What? And, uh, looks oh. like he disappeared as well. Wait, <laughs> uh, in the debris? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't right know what there. you're talking about. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. He just disappeared seconds ago. Wow, you are just really here. starting to get paranoid, dude. You're <laughs> seeing something over <laughs> here everywhere. <laughs> hey, what's this? <laughs> you get rid of the roof guy, too? <laughs> no, no, the roof guy's real. He's a reporter. That's a tragic, a tragic demise. Uh, but no one's found out about it yet because it's on top of the roof. No one can see it. That's the next mission. I would assume the news crew. The green team is being sent to clean up that. I would assume the news crew in the helicopter from which he fell is probably aware. I think Delta Green has already killed all of them. Right. Okay. <laughs> the but he had team. the camera. He was carrying the camera, which fell out with safe. him. So that right. record is destroyed of the numbers. Yeah, right. so I think you're good there. All right, okay. so just three bodies. Uh, okay. Can we look on the, his IDs to see if there's any, uh, or in the wallet, any recreation of this number in his wallet? Uh, yeah. Roll uh, no, I just want to look and see if it's there. <laughs> you have a good search, don't you? Uh, I know you have a good alertness. Yeah, I do. I have an okay search. Not a great search. Uh, oh, another seven. That's what I rolled last week. Ooh, wow. uh, yeah, so I made it. Uh, no, you don't see anything that is that has the number on it, no. Um, there's really little of interest. Okay. It's got... Uh, you know, just, just average stuff. It's, it's nothing terribly interesting. Uh, you know what? I forgot to mention. Now that you we mentioned the map, we were we were we were raving about the map uh, last episode, and uh, I, uh, I I brought the information this time. This time I have the information. I'll actually link it for you guys. It's it's called a purple turkey dot com. Uh, if you go there, you can find it. Uh, they have a section on RPG uh, drone maps. It was kickstarted, and. Uh, you know, just Are you sure that's not CAPTCHA you have to type in to get to your credit card website? <laughs> a purple yeah. turkey? Uh, do, 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 do. Here, check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll link it in oh, chat. Oh, wow. Those are great. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. The ship ones yeah. are really fun. Oh, yeah. I got these yeah. two fighter jets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's fighter jets on a pad. It's really, really awesome. Oh, so. hell yes. Very cool. Yeah. Badass. Uh, anyway. No. You don't see anything with the number on it. And you have a bag there with keys and a phone in it, and then another bag uh, with uh, just a wallet in it. Yeah, I'll have to check that phone, too, obviously. Uh, Dr. Westover is going to grab some latex gloves from, I'm assuming there was one of those latex glove boxes somewhere nearby in their forensic yeah, sure. kit. yep. Uh, and she'll grab a couple of those and whatever, you know, other forensic implements. And she's going to go check out the body of the shooter. The body of the shooter. Okay. Yeah. So the body of the shooter is just south of this large cargo container that we were talking about. Um, you get down, and uh, the body is in the, the wreckage of this stuff here. And it's not like what it looks like on the map, because I wasn't about to buy pawns for this. It's just basically a <laughs> it's like a, a topless guy with a, like a just shreds on for pants. Uh, this is uh, it just looks like a school student. I mean, an average school student. Uh, but he has leveled a shotgun at his own face and has taken most of his head off. Uh, it, you can't really see any visible parts of his face. Um, and uh, yeah, you know the shotgun was once there, but it's already been bagged. And do we know what he painted the number with? Is it paint or blood or spray yeah, paint? It's a can of spray paint, which is yeah lying nearby. And it's marked with a little yellow tab. Uh, can I do a medicine check to see if there's anything unusual uh, other than the fact that he shot himself in the face with a shotgun? You know, any other kind of abnormalities or 
Anything of note? Um, Is he high on no. PCP? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, come on a sec. Wait. Matthew. What? How is that possible? What do I do? Your character sheet is just a blank fillable sheet. There's nothing in it. Uh, so I, I was looking to see what your medicine skill is. What is your medicine skill? 80. Then, yeah, you, you don't need to roll. You, you look him over, uh, use your gloves to sort of examine. Clearly died so, from a shotgun a blast, point blank range, and there, there's nothing unusual uh, about you know his physiology or anything like that that you can see. Uh, everything looks normal. Great. Um... um. Cool. Can, can Agent uh, Solace attempt to open his cell phone to look through his contacts? Sure. We were handed yeah. a cell phone. Right? He actually has. Yeah, yeah. He actually has an iPhone. Um, so no need to open. You just hit the button. And it's not password protected or anything like that. It is password protected. The three G. It's the three GS, by the way. It's the three GS. It came out in June of. Yeah, June of oh shit! Yeah, so there's no uh, fingerprint. We can't take his dead body to open it. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, the face recognition. The we couldn't use it anyway. I don't think they had fingerprints back then. I think no, they just, didn't. No. Yeah. That's so what I mean, we can't use his corpse. Yeah. Oh right, right. I see what you're saying. Uh, you uh, yeah. You, it's it's password encoded. Uh, computers check on that. Computer science check of some sort to hack, or is that beyond? Or will we need to requisition the? What special is your computer science? Minus fifty. Uh, yeah, with a fifty, you would know that you're not going to be able to hack into this, but the FBI has the resources you would need uh, if you sent it somewhere, or uh, yeah, destroy it. So we might have to use... Uh, well, we need to figure out who he spoke to about this number, so I don't want to destroy it yet. we got to figure out his context uh, first before we destroy it. Would uh, Garrote Mountain have the... Uh, would that local FBI precinct or office have the tools necessary to do that? And could I do, like, a bureaucracy check or something to, like, call that in? Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so go ahead and roll uh, bureaucracy. Okay, my bureaucracy is 40. And I rolled an 11. I, oh, critical. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll say that you you talk to Billy Gant and, uh, because he's with that office, and you can just request that with him, and he just jots it down. He's like, got it, yeah, yeah, I, I think I can get that, no problem. Yeah, and I want all, the, all of his contact information, whoever he has contacted within the last uh, three months, let's say. Uh, com- communications and contacts. Perfect. Probably have it for you tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll try, but as soon as possible. Right. Um, and he'll, he'll take the uh, the phone. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'm a little concerned for Jordy's parts because he is not a mathematician, but he does have a 40 percent in physics, and I don't know if that if this number would trigger anything for him. Does he look at the number? Yeah. Yeah, he walks over and he looks looks at the number. Roll of man, this is tough. First, I'm going to have you roll physics. Okay. Uh 34. That's a success. Okay. So with a success, you get a sense that there is some order to this. It isn't pure madness. 
You can't quite put your finger on it, but there's something here that is intentional and by design. Hmm. Um, now, roll an occult. Ooh. Okay. Oh, yeah. 56. That is another success. What is your occult? Uh, 70. Wow, because you've really done because you have really done a lot of digging. Oh yeah, this has like been most of his life for the last several years. It's just occult research. Okay, um, this is incredible to you. Uh, you look at this and you see that there's some order to the madness. But then you're like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. I, I've seen this number before, and. You remember in the depths of your research uh, coming across a weird, random uh, book that was written in, like, the 17th century (laughs) uh, by a guy named Faustius Clauden, who was, like, an engineer and mathematician of the time. And... He's a European, a Brussels-born, like, you know, astronomer, engineer, like that sort of classic Renaissance thing. And uh, you remember that he, that that he he was known as kind of a quack. Uh, He had some practical stuff that worked in like applied science. But then he also had some things towards the end of his career that were kind of wacky, and some people thought they might have had some occult influence. And so you had looked into it at one point, and this number is jogging your memory on something. What it specifically is, you, you can't remember, but you, you feel like you can connect it with the name Clouden, uh, a, uh, an old Renaissance astronomer. Huh. Okay. Clouden. All right. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm making a mental note of that and to research that when I get some access to some materials later. Cool. I'll pull Solace aside and be like, what would happen if we just started wiping out the number? Who's the highest ranking person here? Oh, you know what? Hold on. Before you answer, I just want to say what the number is. Because uh, we haven't we haven't said it. Oh yeah, we uh, said you it. guys can see it, but it is uh, a very long number. Uh, it is nine nine two zero point two two nine nine eight nine two one two point three three three. So it's ah! a wacky, super long number. Uh, that's the one we're talking about. Sorry, continue. Well, I think the highest ranking federal agent right here on the scene is Gant and myself. Although the uh, local Jersey boys in blue might have some uh, problems with us cleaning up their crime scene. You see, anytime a fed steps into a major scene and takes credit for solving or otherwise impeding an investigation, they get a little testy. A little big for their britches if you catch my drift, Roger. I mean, Special Agent Van Von Cliff. Yes. Well, we gotta get rid of this number one way or another. My, we just don't want to blow our cover while we do it. It's we not can say be easy. We can uh, make a special requisition for privacy tents in order for 
Agent Gregory to do ultraviolet photography that would have to be done under such circumstances. Perhaps it could give us the cover we need. We could change the number, turn the threes into eights, and the zeros into numbers that look like zero. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. You could turn the threes into eights. Turn the threes Uh, into eights, maybe the ones into sevens. Just screw with the number at least, so that if anybody looks at it, they won't know. Privacy tent. Good idea, Solace. Damn good idea. (laughs) So we walk over to Special Agent Gann and I say, Is it alright if I call you Billy? Or would you prefer Agent Gann? Of course. No, uh, Billy's fine. Hey, Billy, you know, I work in uh, Homeland Security. Normally I'm out there chasing down bad guys, busting down doors. I don't know what Dr. Gregory has going on, but she's got some special equipment, some infrared thingamajiggy. She's got to set it up in order to take some special forensic photographs of this beyond what your boys have already done. Is there any way you could set up some tents for us? Uh, yeah, I think we could do that. Um, I thought you were part of the science team. You're not your Homeland Security as well? Myself, as well as Agent Von Cliff, are member, members of the Homeland Security team. No, I'm not. What are you a member of? Are you a national security branch? That's what I meant to say. Counterterrorism. Yeah, yeah, but we're part of the national security branch. That's what I meant to say. If I said anything else, I misspoke. But yeah, Riker's Riker's background is, uh, his master's is in counterterrorism. So he does work for the national security branch. That's what he was groomed for. That's what you meant to say, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, That shouldn't be a problem. I'll call it in. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty easy to get. So, uh, if that gets set up pretty quickly, I guess we all kind of meet and rendezvous inside of there. Uh, no, I mean, it won't be there until the next day. Oh, the next day, okay. Yeah, it's kind of late, uh, you know, it's, it's already 8.15, 8.30 p.m., um, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, you know what? We need text now, damn it! Yeah, let's do a, let's do a roll. Um, Okay. So, below, uh, 50, they get there tonight, otherwise they get there at dawn. Is this a luck roll? Yes, it's a luck roll. Nice. Uh, 59. So that is a failure. So he tries to, like, requisition them that night, and just the Garrett Mountain office is, they're already closed. They've they've gone home, and it's not, even in his mind, it's not an emergency. It's not a time-sensitive emergency. What's been done is done. Uh, The science stuff, uh, you know, we can take our time with is kind of the way he thinks about it. Hey, look, I'm, uh, maybe, maybe uh, we I tried justify. to call them. They're not available, but we can get first thing in the morning for you. First thing in the morning, we'll get those tents set up so scientists can take pictures. Agents, uh, maybe we can at least justify covering with a top or something just so that nobody else gets a look at it, takes a picture. Uh, that's that's know, not a bad idea, yeah. That's, that's as you know, this is idea. a matter of national security. And his eyes widen. You're right. You're right. Um, maybe in the ambulance. And uh, he'll, he'll go over to the ambulance and see if they have, you know, p- put together like a, a long blanket or something uh, that you could drape over it. It's just about the, you know, it's probably 10 feet wide or something like that. So yeah. uh, he will uh, go ahead and throw a, a blanket over the number. Perfect. I'll do it. Okay. You okay, stay you away. Do I don't want you looking at this number. I don't want you exposed to anything that uh, could jeopardize... You know, national security and all that. So give me the point. Or your career. <laughs> or, your, yeah, or your career. I don't, hey, I'd hate to have you busted down to private. And we he goes, hey, hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just here to help. Anything I can do. I, I mean, 
No, the number looks like nonsense to me. I'm not going to make any sense, but I'm not a hey, scientist. Buddy, I'm looking out for I'm you. Just something I can do to help. Give me hey, some paint, then. You know that song, 8675309867? Sing it for me. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not singing that song. No, I say 8675. It's a great song. 309. All right, get out of here. And he covers the. Just wants to confuse him so he doesn't have, remember any numbers. And then he throws the blanket. I got that song in my head now. <laughs> see? It's great. It's a catchy song, you know? Go home. Do we, sing it to your kids. Uh, happen to see any state trooper with the name Blanet on his uh, on his uniform wandering around anywhere nearby? No, not nearby. No. I think we need to save that for when we need to make a request of the local police, probably. Because um, I mean, he doesn't state, necessarily... State police. Right, right, right. But he doesn't necessarily know anything about DG or... Do we know anything about the other person that's dead? Did they have a wallet as well? Do they have identifying... Yeah, Yep. Okay, can we check out that? Yeah, I'm sure the, this family wasn't random. And who what, yeah. what, what, who was the family? Like, what was their uh, makeup? A, a husband, wife, kids, or... Uh, yeah, so uh, you go over and look at the wallet, and you see that the name uh, on the ID, it's a New Jersey a driver's license. The kid was 18 years old, uh, and his name is Michael Ridgeway. Another Michael. Another Michael. Another way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, in another way. Uh, Ridge separated them. Where there's a Michael, there's a way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you see it's Michael Ridgeway. Uh, and you could talk to Billy about it, and he can easily be like, yeah, so um, it's actually right across the street there. It's an entirely other crime scene. And you see across the street, there is another cordoned off, and it's a house. But there's nothing outside the house but some tape, and then it's, it's cordoned off so you can't get into the house. It's like the rest of the family's in there, uh, and there's a bunch of them. There's uh, a mother and a father and a bunch of siblings. I mean, it's fucking catastrophe. There's, uh, I think, seven bodies, they, they said, in there. Jeez. Wow. What did they do for work? Who was the breadwinner? What was their occupation? Um... You know, I I don't know. Um, I, I'm not I'm not sure yet. Well, can you find out? <laughs> yeah, I, have, yes. I have an A charisma. I have a bad temper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll talk to the police and see uh, see what they figure. I mean, we can go over there if you want. We can go over to the, to the house if you want to take a look over there. Yeah, uh, as long as this thing's covered up, make sure nobody looks at it. Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to take a look at the other scene. Hey. Before we head over, Billy, uh, has anyone uh, spoken to the press yet? I see all those vans out there. I just want to make sure the scene's secure before we... No, a- Agent Kaner, uh, you know, he, he did a brief uh, speech with the uh, with the police chief here. Uh, just said that they were currently under investigation, couldn't comment on it at, at the time, um, and, and that was it. Excellent. Should we... Sp- all go to this other crime scene, or do you think some should stay behind? Make sure nobody fucks with us. Do you think we can trust Gant to stay here? I don't know if I trust Gant. Do we? No. Yeah. Uh, do we have any way of looking him up, Ranker? We knew we could trust Kanor, even though Kanor's not a friendly. We that was our contact. I mean, I immediately should. lost. We lost our contact. Between uh, human int and uh, just my standard issue, like FBI internet access uh, and database stuff, it might take time and I might not be able to, but I should be able to learn more about Gantt 
without asking him directly. Or just in my general observations, but that's up to our handler. Um, yeah, I mean, on paper, Gant is, he's a, uh, he's, you know, an FBI agent out of the Garrett Mountain office. Uh, he is young. He's 31 years old. I uh, graduated Quantico, I think like six years ago, uh, and has worked his way up to, uh, you know, pretty quickly, relatively quickly. Uh, and he's got a stellar record. Yeah, to me, he just seems eager. And the fact he wants to follow us everywhere makes me feel like he's not the problem here. Although we might want to keep him away. We should keep him away from anything going on beneath the surface. Um, so I'm not really worried about him. He might, We might even just have him like kind of guard the scene while we head over there. That yeah. might be the safest way. Hey, Gant, uh, Billy, could you please uh, maintain a perimeter? We're going to go across the street and check out the other crime scene, all right? Don't let anybody near uh, any of this, please. Yeah, of course, no problem. And, uh, yeah, he just, he'll guard the scene. I like that Billy is from Philadelphia. He totally is. No problem. (laughs) No problem. No problem. Uh, Yeah, let's go across the way. I wonder Wait, if there's been again? is there a way we can find out to see like if there's been any other uh, incidents like this in the past of a mass murder and numbers being spray painted on the ground. Uh, if this has ever happened before, um, yeah. something similar, uh, anything similar? Can I do a history check? Yeah, you can do a history. Yeah, uh, I'm a sixty. Um, uh, okay, yeah, with a sixty, you would know that. You have no memory of anything like this, and you know your, especially crime history. You're very oh, yeah, well totally. versed in crime history. Especially this and, area, uh, yeah. This is my this is my jam right here. Yeah, you, you've never heard of anything like this. Yeah. Before so, we uh, dismiss Billy, could we ask him if there if the the shooter has any priors or any kind of record previous to this? Uh, yeah, no, no, nothing, no record. No, totally clean. Uh, and. Uh, oh, the only other thing is that there was the. Don't forget the shotgun was there on the on the hood of the car, uh, wrapped in plastic. Oh yeah. Uh, what would be the uh, requisite skill to get the best knowledge out of that? Is that actual weapons, or is that the use of weapons, uh, or is that like a um, like I have well, a sixty in firearms? Is there anything I notice unique about yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, do you pick up the weapon? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You gloves. Pick it up, pick examine it, up, examine it closely. It. And um, yeah, you'll uh, you'll with a well a sixty percent firearms. That's more about using firearms, but right. What, what about uh, criminology, uh, military yeah, science? Yeah, that's fine. All right, so you pick it up, and uh, you can identify. You know enough about our, uh, firearms to identify that it is a Remington eight seventy. Uh, you know that that's the model of the gun. Good you know make. that the you know that the gun is um, a. Uh, that it is, it, it holds eight shells, and um, so it can fire eight times before uh, needing to be reloaded. Uh, I think, unless it's eight shells and one in the chamber, I never know with guns. I'm, I'm bad with guns, but uh, it's something along those lines. And then um, you also know uh, with your military science and your criminology, you know, kind of a combination of those skills. You guys would know that it is a one of the most popular like if you ever see a Remington 870 uh, you know 29 times out of 30 it is a standard uh, issue police shotgun mm. it's, a, it's like a police gun 
Uh, wow. So it's a very standard gun uh, that is used on the force uh, for the a shotgun that's used on the force. And you this have the serial number on it and everything. It has the serial number. And uh, you would know, uh, Agent Salas, that, you know, if you put a, a serial number into your database, you can track a, a gun. Like, you can, the FBI can yeah. track a gun. Can I do that on my own, or is that another request we have to make? That's another request you have to make. All right. Um, so you just have to call it into somebody. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can definitely use my encrypted FBI phone number and uh, talk to. Uh, systems analysts and uh i'll call them up and read off the serial number and ask them to email me any information they have on this rifle it's related okay we'll get right back to you uh and they will send you an email (laughs) um that's interesting uh i wonder if there's like a police shotgun that was stole somewhere stolen somewhere yeah that's what i'm wondering if it's a stolen maybe this kid's dad was a cop yeah his dad's shotgun (laughs) This is actually um, also exactly the same model of shotgun uh, that uh, I, Riker keeps in his uh, his car, uh-huh, along there with you go. the MP5. Uh, is yours missing? I, I hope not. Check the <laughs> check the Prius. It, check uh, your it is uh, it is exactly what's on my character sheet. Um, cool. All right, let's go check out the uh, crime scene and let's count and make sure there's. Uh, if there's more than seven bullet holes, we have some more questions. Hmm. More than seven bullet holes. Well, let's count the shells. Like, did he reload? Would he have had time to reload? Let's find out. Uh, all right. So you start walking across the street, but you have to leave the crime scene and kind of go into another crime scene. And as you start to leave, uh, Officer Johnson is sort of holding people back and lifting the tape for you to go by. Uh, but, you know, as you start to leave, unlike when you came in and sort of snuck in from the back, now you've been in the, in the crime scene for a little while and cameras start flashing in your face. <laughs> And you're walking, uh, you know, going across Highway 6 where they have, blo- you know, still have the highway blocked off for, I mean, so many hours. They have one lane of traffic that goes through every once in a while. But now that you need to come, cops are standing out in the street stopping traffic. Uh, but nearby, you hear just journalists are just shouting questions at you. They're just shouting questions. Are you from the FBI? Is the FBI investigating this? What, what's going on in there? Do we have an identity on the shooter? Can you give us an identity? Can you give us anything? You know, people are just uh, uh, kind of sticking microphones out in your face. Uh, is anybody saying anything? Nope. No. Just nope. keep just walking okay. forward. Uh, uh, you just keep walking. Jordy, Jordy Arsenault is like surreptitiously covering his face. Like he's shielding his eyes from the flash, but like he doesn't want to get any pictures taken of his face because while he's not super famous, like he could get recognized if like if his picture showed up in a paper. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to obscure his features, like as he walks across the street. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, let me see here. All right. So uh, yeah, as you as you come across, uh, you hear you know you're you're kind of just keeping your head down, but then you hear. Clear as a bell, you hear Agent Solace, Agent Solace from like this, like sort of rabble. And you turn and you see this handsome, sort of dark skinned, middle aged guy uh, holding a microphone. You see a camera behind him and a light. He says your name. You turn, look at him. And now he sees, you know, that you've acknowledged this. And he's like, 
Agent Salas, uh, we believe that uh, you've been sent up here from D.C. with counterterrorism unit for concerns of, of a possible terrorist act. Do we have an act of terrorism here that the people of Alliance New Jersey have to be concerned about? Can you answer that, Agent Salas? The question that I'm prepared to answer to you right now... <laughs> As you come closer to the camera, all these cameras are firing off in your face. That I am here on FBI business, though not counterterrorism. I am here because a crime was committed over state lines, and the FBI needs to investigate. I'll be taking uh, no further questions. I'm sorry, Agent Salas, that's not the information I have. It seems that you've been sent up with a special counterterrorism task force. Is that not true? Are you saying you are definitely not a part of the FBI's counterterrorism unit? May I have your source, please? Of course you can't have my source. Well... The answer to the question, are you a member of the counterterrorism unit of the FBI? This is public uh, domain. Uh, this is a very sensitive investigation. Until I have your source, you will not have my answer. Good day. <laughs> Recorded <laughs> on Tizzy. Wow. Everybody roll a luck roll. Everybody roll a luck roll. <laughs> oh, no. What is luck roll again? Is that just a D100 again? It's, it's, it's a D100. It's a 50-50. So. Is lower than 50 good? 50 and lower is a success. I got a crit success, 44. Okay. I got a seven. I don't know if you crit on luck, but... Okay. 25. Okay. Oh, five. Five? Oh, five. Just oh, five? five. I, got se- I got seven. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> it's one lucky group. You right guys in. don't fail rolls in this game. You truly don't. It's amazing. Uh, listen, we haven't yet. My you seven, have not I failed have, a single roll. Well, that's in not home. true. I failed. In home, but no, not uh, anything. Post home, when I when you when I when I saw the name on my dossier, and I lost my san- the sanity I recovered. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, all right, so you walk away from uh, these reporters and uh, you head into the um, head into this this house. So you get to the house, and again, there's a police officer there and uh, nods at you, asks to see your badges, you flash your badges, and you walk in. And you see a gruesome crime scene. Did I say seven bodies? It's eight bodies. No, you didn't say uh, the number. You just said there were a lot. And that's what I was trying to figure. We did say seven. Were... Is the eight the, the cameraman seven. that fell from the helicopter? <laughs> I was counting the cameraman, the cameraman that fell from the helicopter. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so you walk in and there are eight bodies. Jesus. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just terrible. Uh, all in or near the kitchen, all in or around the kitchen, um, and there is a, uh, a police officer inside there who uh, introduces himself. What's his name? Uh, I, I'm James Edgar, Officer Edgar. Officer Officer. <laughs> Let me see some ID. I don't know if I trust you. You sounded out of of yourself. <laughs> it says Jimmy Eggs. Say, oh, no. That's my softball card. Sorry. Uh, James Edgar. Uh, Officer, I don't want you to think that we're a bunch of bully feds coming into your scene and taking things over. We respect the work you boys do. Let's have your take on the situation before we uh, dig in. <laughs> 
looks like this killer came in here and took out uh, an entire family. We got a mother and father. Malcolm Ridgeway uh, is the father's name. Uh, wife, Dinah. Uh, he's 44. She's 43. Uh, Clark Ridgeway, uh, their son, 16. Dean Ridgeway is 14. Mary uh, is 13. Alice is 12. And Claire is 10. Uh, all killed uh, by shotgun blasts uh, in the house. Um, it seems he shot at each person one time. Um, shot a few more times and might have missed, but only one, uh, only one um, shot uh, w- hit each of them, uh, which was sufficient to, to kill them. Do you know is there any? The, uh, uh, is there any sign of forced entry? No, there's no sign of forced entry. Uh, to be honest, there's really nothing much of anything here. Uh, we, we were kind of waiting for you to get here to, to, to take a look around. So um, by all means, uh, see if you can find anything. But to us, it's uh, there, there doesn't seem to be anything of interest. I'm going to take are? a look at the front door and see if it looks like the, either it was forced open, the lock was picked, whatever. Okay, uh, roll a search. Uh, can I do criminology? Would that work? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, nope. 62. Uh, it looks like it was not forced. Okay. Um, so I have pretty good, uh, knowledge of firearms. Would I know that it's pretty easy to reload, uh, these shotguns? Um, if there's a bunch of missed it shots. Takes, it just yeah, seems. It, it takes a few. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it takes a few seconds. Um, but you know that it would be difficult to reload a shotgun like this under fire. But I mean, he killed an innocent family. They could have been literally standing right in front of him, screaming with nowhere to run, or you know what I mean, or nowhere to go. And he could have patiently and accurately reloaded and continued firing. Uh, no which, reason. but you know, as you start looking around, you would see that he had to do. Okay. He had to have done. Um, Could I? Sorry. Yeah, I was just wanted to know what the father's occupation was and the mother's. That's what I, I was about to Google their link and check their LinkedIn pages. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, you can check their uh, their social media. Uh, you see that they do have a Facebook page. They each have Facebook pages, and uh, the father is uh, looks like he's an accountant. And uh, the mother doesn't say anything for occupation. No, Numbers. no outward connection with Columbia University. No connection with Columbia University. No. Yeah, I mean, he just seems to be uh, an accountant at a small firm in, in in Alliance. Was he using buckshot or shell ammunition in the shotgun? Both. Um, what do we know about this address? Is there anything specific? Is there any way we can do? I kind of search on this location to see if there's anything specific to it that might have... If the fam- if there's no outward connection to the family, maybe there's a connection to the address. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the address and the, the number of the street, you try to put it together a few different ways. Um, you know, n- nothing really comes back as being of particular interest. Uh, you know, you could tell that the home is rather old. It's a pre-war house um, in Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as you're walking around, uh, the, particularly when you get into the kitchen, you notice that the, uh, strangely, um, he, he seems to have fired, uh, 14 times in the house 
and that each one obviously went after somebody. A few missed, uh, but you can kind of tell misses by the spray uh, and the closeness to a body. But there is one shot that seems to be completely uh, un, you know, not near a, a body and is very, very direct. Uh, and that is, he, he seems to have fired once at the stove uh, in the, the kitchen. Stove. What? The stove in the kitchen. And uh, you see that it is, that the clock is stopped uh, and it just, it's kind of half broken and it says 228 on the. Uh, wow. 228. And it's 228. now like. So this happened in the clock afternoon. at night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like stove, nine, man. It's like nine o'clock now. What's can in the I stove? Open the stove. Yeah, you can. You know, have your gloves on. You open up the stove. You look in there. You don't see anything of interest. Uh, Skid, have Jordy roll a luck roll. Okay, for me. Oh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Um, yeah, you don't. You don't see anything of interest. Why would he oh. purposefully shoot the stove to lock in that time? Two twenty-eight. You said, mm-hmm. yeah. Which also means, you know, it stands to reason that he was in there shooting them up at two twenty-eight. Right. So he either he there was something so to about it, or he wanted wanted someone to know what time he was here. Right. Mm-hmm. Two two and eight are both part of that number. Yeah. But not, not connected. The twos are. The twos are. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you can continue looking around, uh, and otherwise, I mean, you, you don't find anything that connects uh, a student of Columbia University. I mean, you could go through paperwork, you could take some time. Um, this family has no connection to Columbia University. Um, but, like, uh, this guy's accounting firm. Is there a way we can look at his um, going to his, maybe he has a home office and just see like what type of accounts he works on? Uh, maybe some recent jobs he's been dealing in. Yeah, you can't do it tonight, but you could do it tomorrow. Okay. I would like to use forensics to find any fingerprints, um, and I'd like to actually remove the perpetrator's fingerprints from both out here in this house and by the crime scene so that people don't go back to Columbia University eventually. I'm trying to. I don't know if I'll be successful in uh, removing his but, I mean, identifying her. We, we, have to, we, we have to close this case easily. So, like, if you remove the fingerprints, you're going to make it look even weirder. That's Where true. We, we need to come up with a plausible with a good excuse. Okay. A good excuse for the, for the DA to close the case. And then, oh, my God. We should come back and be like, we figured it out. <laughs> we could shut this down. Case closed. Yeah. I think that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Like plant, yeah. plant okay. fake evidence now with this cop that we've already befriended. Like, um, is there any evidence of the number in the house? Anything written on any scraps of paper? Anything like that? Yeah. What's the number? Can uh, we geo- geolocate a, the house? Make a luck roll. Fifty-three. No. Um yeah, Dr. Westover, as you as you look, you you know, you, you point out that the the numbers two, two, and eight are are in the number. Uh are in the sixteen digit number. 
You also think there's 14 shots in the house and he fired once at Michael Way, but uh, or uh, once at uh, yeah at Michael Ridgeway, and he didn't die, and he fired at him a second time, thus emptying the shotgun, which gives you a total between the house and the parking lot of sixteen shots, and there are sixteen digits in the number. Oh, so that that occurs to you, huh. um, as you start looking through the paperwork, you're like, um, you see that the license plate of the Ridgeway's car from their registration that's kept in their files inside the house is only consists of numbers that are within that 16-digit number, oh which boy. are missing 4, 5, 6, and 7, and there's no letters in their license plate. Wow. I think I'm starting to feel the insanity. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Troy. I'm starting uh, to feel it. Yeah. You, uh, you look at their social security numbers, mm. and you start to, like, pull out Michael's, or, um, Malcolm's, and then you pull out Dinah's, and you add them up, and they, they have different numbers. But when you add them up, they equal the first six or um, first nine numbers in order of the uh, sixteen digits. <sighs> all right. So, like, you start seeing all these things, and you're like, you start to feel very, very, very uncomfortable. I'll, I'll share this information. Uh with the others, especially Jordy, who I feel like has already gotten a, sort of a bearing on this number a little bit. They were chosen. I think they were chosen. I look, uh, and I gather the rest of them around, out of earshot of the local cop. And uh, there's something about this number that rings a bell for me. There's a... Who is this? crazy Belgian uh, scientist philosopher back in the 16th century Faustius Clouden just remember something about this particular number striking me from something he wrote I don't know what it is can I uh, the fact that it's recurring is definitely troubling can I google Faustius Clouden right then and there yeah, I'll open up an incognito window. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, check the dark web. And also, sure. can we cross-reference it against Michael Way's curriculum at Columbia to see if he ever studied it? Or, like, look up if he ever checked out a book by this guy? Well, you can't Google Michael Way's Right, but once you get his phone stuff back... I know what you're getting, yeah. Yeah. getting yeah, yeah. yeah. For now, I just want to see if there's just, like, a... Some gen- some general background information on this right. this, this mathematician. Yeah. Uh, so as um, uh, as Jordy pointed out to you, he's a Brussels-born uh, scholar, astronomer, sage, mathematician uh, who had you know some minor breakthroughs in engineering that are like legit, um, you know, sort of clockwork mechanisms and that kind of thing, uh, and. As you read on, you see that there's sort of uh, very, very little detail about the end of his life uh, and his death. It seems that his death is sort of like a question mark. It's like uh, circa 1661 is his hmm. death, but they're not 100% sure. And um, uh, 
you see that he was also well traveled. That he, you know, especially for at the time, uh, it was kind of unusual for a person to be able to travel to Egypt and uh, uh, Southeast Asia and Persia and like kind of you know all these different places in the world. But but he traveled there, and uh, there just is very little information uh, after that, except that. Uh, he, he sort of declined in his work greatly and was not really considered a respectable uh, scholar at a certain point. He started to get, you know, considered to be a quack, basically. Is there, this isn't something that I'd, I'd know, so I would like say to the group for someone um, that would know more about this, but like what type of numbers in and of themselves are separated with two decimal points? Is there a type of number... You know, like a latitude, longitude, longitude, or something like Dewey uh, Decimal, anything, yeah, any like type of what, system. What type of numbers are displayed, separated, but with two decimal points? Does anybody have that type of knowledge? Uh, I do I mean, not. I, I could, ro- <laughs> I could certainly roll something, right? Let's see. I mean, I think you could do an intelligence check. Or... Yeah, you could do an intelligence check. Right. Or science. Fifty-five. Um, oh, so it's a crit success. Yeah, yeah, crit. Crit, crit success. Uh, no, there's no type of number that this fits into. I mean, it's that got it, squares, no. but it's also got non squares. It's got primes, but also got non primes, odds and evens, and a zero. And a zero. There's nothing particularly the way the bodies are the of it. in this place. Is there anything that looks ritualistic? No, it looks like a completely chaotic murder scene. Um, All right, yeah, I think we got to focus on the focus on the 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 primary objective here, which is just to expunge all instances of this number from the record of the police report and and close the case and close the case immediately, and then we can we can figure out our research later. I wonder who looked in his wallet, like if we could plant the Columbia ID. Here and be like, we found this. This is ID. Clearly, I mean, we, he had an pres- affair with the the man of the house, and his wife found out. <laughs> so he came in and killed them all. Case I mean, the DA, closed. The DA is a racist gonna, number. The DA is not going to make any. Like the DA is not going to get involved until tomorrow anyway. So we have time, I think, to go to his place in in New York if we wanted to before that happens. We could come up oh, with yeah. something we found there too, right? Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's obsessed with this one of the daughters, or I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but how do we how do we get rid of the number on the ground? Well, and we got then, the, if we get the tents before Doctor Comics comes, we can change some of the numbers. So then we'll throw the, hopefully throw them off the scent if we get that red spray paint, or we run out tonight and we get uh, a matching red spread spray paint. Um, of the one that's in evidence, so that we can do. But we got to make sure Cummings doesn't get there first. But we got to close this case, and I don't know how. I mean, what if we just tell the co- the cops want to just get rid of the bodies anyway? What if we tell them it's time? You know, we've got all the evidence we need. We can clean the cl- crime scene. They can just yeah. w- clean up the spray paint, and we can tell. You know, we have all the we have all we got all we need. We can clear it up and. Yep. And then we just have to go about getting the evidence out of, out of the police. Record. I think we got to alter the numbers first, though, if we can. Just so I don't want anyone seeing it intact the well, way it is. I, you know? I'm, I'm thinking we do. A, a, we have the, the 
police cruiser. We have the GMC Yukon. We could do the equivalent of a night's watch and kind of shuffle in and out of here. I don't know how far away the Motel 6 is, but uh, one of us could just keep watch of it all night and make sure no one uncovers it. The bigger concern for me is that I don't know in 2009 if they were using digital cameras or if they had film. We need to get the prints or the digital files off of their system, too. Yeah, that's why I think like the number's already out there twenty times over. If some cop, local cop, was like, Shh, "I'm gonna take a picture of this," so that's my buddy. That's our primary objective: is to just erase as many instances of the number from any right, kind find of the evidence possible. and destroy it. Yeah, and then deface this number, turn the threes into eights, the one to seven, add a bunch more decimal points. But why do we need to deface it if we're just going to clean it up and erase it? Uh, we could we could just erase it while we're under there. We can do whatever we want to get rid of it. If they'll the let us. Wanna, we, could, we could take pickaxes to it and fuck it up. Like we the could co- do all the sorts cops want to get in there and remove the bodies anyway. Like they remember we're, well, we're, hey, if we can do that, then that's even better. And changing it, let's destroy it. I just didn't think they would let us alter the crime scene. Yeah, I mean, my my bluff would be to them is that we found we'll, we'll tell. Um, Billy out there that uh, the doctor actually found trace notes of a uranium isotope within the paint and that it's tied to top secret national security measures and it has to be uh, dissembled and uh, uranium yeah yeah yeah. that's good so like Mm -hmm. just just some high-level shit that are like he wouldn't even begin to think about to confuse them and to shut them up but once you say uranium then they got to bring in contain like there's that's we we need something less uh, demonstrative, like less showy. Like what's something you're like? Just oh, okay. clean it up. We're done. Like they, we've got all the evidence we need. Yeah. Wipe it down. Reopen. Let's move. You know, move along. Nothing to see here. Well, we could just say we could actually be in charge of cleaning it up, and just say after we got all the information we need locked up for forever, so we just cleaned it up. I guess it wouldn't be unusual to remove it anyway. Yeah, we could do that, or just have the cops do it. They're going to do it anyway, and they've all seen the number. That's true. Um, I guess now the only thing is is that from this point forward if we keep an eye on it and it's covered with the tarp we know that no one else will interfere with it or document it otherwise so um, but we yeah. can supervise the cleanup too it's just it, it, it strikes me as weird is that a, a that a team that is suspected of having counterterrorism training would just right. be really insistent on like you know wiping down the asphalt right whereas well, we just, like, I mean if this what if this like yeah I mean what if the number was like a key to a you know nuclear code or something like we would have to just not you know, let it get out like even if people didn't know the context like it has yeah, to are be we allowed to tell them that erased. like we think this might be we don't uh, have to say anything like we just like this is important for national security this has this number has to be erased we need all instances of this number I like that uh, erased yeah. from any like yeah. photograph or anything with national security interests so we can't tell anything else we'll talk there to the op- you talk to the officer on the scene just yeah. get it done and then and ask them to turn over you know or we, you know we can say like we know that this this seems to be the act of a psychopath we're going to continue investigating the murder but uh, unfortunately this particular shooter had t- you know was ex- got had access to a lot of sensitive, sensitive numbers and information, information and we need to yeah. clean this up any before it goes any further Right, 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 right. Yeah, I say let's do that. And then, we could even just say we want to get rid of it outside of... Because saying the information is sensitive draws more attention to the information. We could say we just want to avoid copycat killers. 
like more people whenever a, a big mass shooting like this happens someone else tries to copy them so we just want to get rid of the numbers so no one tries to do the exact same thing as this person yeah like it well, actually just... be, be a good reason to like hide its identity too anyway little boop you get a text message an email uh agent solace opens up his nope. phone iPhone 3GS. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You see it's from your contact, the counterterrorism unit, uh, running the serial number, the shotgun. You see that the shotgun uh, was sold to the state of New York. Huh. In 1959. (sighs) What? Was relocated shortly thereafter to the 24th precinct in New York City as a utility weapon. And that's where the record ends. It's been in the possession of the 24th Precinct of the NYPD for 40 years. 50 years. And, and it, as, like, yeah, as a utility weapon of theirs. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like, evidence. It was just part of their, their weapons locker. Yep. It was part of their weapons locker. So right. we need to contact the Precinct and see if you had any uh, stolen weapons recently. Certainly. Lost weapons. Or any incidents at all. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I think it would be reasonable for Riker to look this up in the way uh, Special Agent Berger is right now. That's at 100th Street, right near Columbia. Uh, that precinct. Ah, so ah, it would, it would uh, leave. It would make sense situationally. Yeah. Um, yeah but he said, he said no contact with the criminal justice system, this guy. Yeah, but, uh, a local cop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, we uh, can approach yeah. them by saying we don't want you guys to get embarrassed. We're with we're, we're the FBI. Uh, it would look really bad on your precinct if this uh, college student was able to get a gun from your weapons locker. Uh, tell us how this happened. What, do you have any evidence, any surveillance camera stuff? We want to know how it happened. I always say surveillance wrong. God damn it. How did um, a yes. cop on okay. the 24th precinct lose his shotgun or have it taken by some kid? <laughs> or was given. Or given, yeah, maybe he's part of all this. It's um, a part of the whole big shit. plot in Magnolia. <laughs> sort of. Can we talk to the the uh, to Billy and to the cop in charge and tell them first things first? Uh, you know, matter, you know, matter of national security. We need to clean the number up, and uh, we need, and then they can get in to clear the bodies. You know, we've got all we need. Uh, yeah, okay, so you go back across, uh, and that reporter, you're looking out for him, and you don't see him there when you come back across. Uh, there are some other reporters shouting questions at you. You kind of keep, you guys keep your head down. Get over to the other crime scene, and um, you uh, you see Billy Gant, and tell him you want to remove the bodies. And I get the bodies out of here? Awesome. So uh, first things first, yeah, we I'll, need I'll to tell- expunge the, you know, clean up, you know, clean up the, the numbers, can't go into a lot of it above our pay grade to say clean the least. up the number. I thought you said you needed a, a tent to take uh, ultraviolet uh, pictures of it for uh, national security. No, I've been able to do some analysis here, and uh, I think we've got all we need. Uh, yeah, trust me, we just need the numbers gone, and then we need to requisition uh, all police reports and all evidence just to take a look at them, make sure we're good. And Jordy goes over and he grabs the spray paint spray paint can pulls the covering off of it and just starts spraying over the number. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing there? Come on. I got to, I got to ask my boss before you do that. No, 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 no. We can't (laughs) let this get out. Are you, hey, are you Homeland Security? Are you? 
No, are I'm you? not. No, I'm All not. Right. All right. I am. Okay? We are. All right? We know this better than you. This is, this is, our, this is our purview, all right? Keep your mouth shut. If you know what's good for you, they start spraying it out. Ooh, and Riker walks roll, over and just says, roll hey, a, hey. Roll a persuasion. Okay. Are you allowed to aid in this game? Yeah. yeah 17. 17? 17. <laughs> yeah, bro. Nailing it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you scare him, but, uh, yeah, you scare him. So, so he backs off. Uh, and you spray uh, over the number. Uh, okay. Great. And then what else? Uh, who's the? You who's said the... Riker was walking up, right? Yeah. Oh, he was just trying to smooth things over between them, but uh, it looks like he was already affected by uh, Jordy's uh, uh, persuasive arguments. So. Yeah, well, look, I, I don't mean a disrespect to you people coming up from D.C., but, like, we got a certain way of doing things here, and I know your bureau, you know that there's a certain way of doing things. We don't just destroy evidence without running it by the lead investigator. You're going to get me in a jam over this. I'm going to have to talk to my boss, and then he's going to have to have words with you about this. I don't know. Hey, I look, don't know. Buddy, if it's national security, two, that's fine, but, like, there's a way you do words things. for you. I got two words for you. Patriot Act. Okay? You remember 9-11? You remember, uh, you remember Osama bin Laden? Remember what happened then? Want that to happen again? No? Okay, then you will let us do what we need to do here and do it our way, okay? Uh, as much as Grant is enjoying all this, Riker's going to pull all of them aside and say, you're going to have my ass on the line. The FBI is nothing if not detail and process oriented. If we don't do things by the book from yeah! here on out, I'm fucked. What he said! Process oriented. You got to make sure you can stand up to law enforcement. We're, we're, we're responsible for everything that we do is looked at and looked at twice and three times by the Justice Department. We can't just do whatever this we feel like. This is an unusual situation. We cannot let any instance of these digits get out in this order, all right? You start seeing Anybody turn over, you sees seeing. them could be an instant threat. Could be an instant threat to the security of this fucking country, okay? And I'm not going to let that happen, okay? We have um, to take instant steps. That's all. Doc, that's the only option we have. You guys Dr. look over Westover and you see that gonna... there's. You, you look over and you see that there's multiple cameras now pointed across from the police tape at these two agents yelling at each other and at uh, uh, Brooks Robinson yelling that this is a matter of national security, Patriot <laughs> Act, uh, all this stuff. Doctor, <laughs> uh, <laughs> these people are just trying to get me fucking fired. Doctor Westover is going to step between Billy and uh, Jordy and be like, gentlemen. This conversation is no longer private. May I suggest we step uh, into a more secluded location? All right. Okay. Okay. But listen, you have to understand the significance of these fucking numbers. And I, I swear to fucking God, nobody can see these in this fucking order. We shouldn't have even have seen them. I'm lucky I saw them and I'm all right. As all right as I am. Okay? And Dr. Westover is going to turn to Agent Gant and say, Agent Gant, uh, apolog- apologies for... Uh, my teammate, uh, if you need to call Agent Knorr, uh, that's absolutely okay. Uh, you know, we're happy to happy to talk to him as well. Uh, what I can tell you uh, is that, uh, you know, as Agent Robinson said, this is a matter of national security. Uh, we have reason to believe that the shooter had access to some sensitive information, and uh, you know, we're under strict, you know, strict instructions to keep that information what classified. All I Who is say? this kid? Who is this kid? How does he have access to yep. national security data? All we know so far is that he's a student. Uh, and sometimes people are careless with information. That's our job to investigate. 
Uh, and she wants to. I'm, I want to make an argument for using uh, my psychotherapy skill to kind of de-escalate and okay. and kind of like hypnotize him. Not hypnotize, but like just kind of like be <laughs> eminently reasonable and point out, you know, and point out that like we have a responsibility. He's got a responsibility. We're happy to, you know, to talk to his supervisor, whatever we need, you know, whatever we need to do. But we do have sure. an urgent task at hand. Sure. Yeah. Go nuts. Roll psychotherapy. Thirty six. So that and my, I have Ooh. a sixty psychotherapy. Nice. Okay. So he calms down. Uh, he's just. All right. Okay. Excuse I, I my excuse my teammate here. I don't, He's, uh, I don't know what's going on, but I I'd, I'd like to know, especially if the people around here or somebody else uh, uh, is in danger because of this. I'd like to know about it. So you know, I am going to talk to Agent Kenor and let him know that there's a much more serious situation here than we originally thought. We don't know that uh, for sure yet. We can't. You know, we don't know anything yet. It's the early stages of the investigation, but you know. You, apologies for for Agent Robinson. He's a very patriotic uh, member of the team, and you know you know the type. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen. I'm sure you met the type at Quantico. We all have. And you know, <laughs> obviously, there's a procedure to be done. We stepped out of line. That's that's on us. Uh, but what's most important now is we get this cleaned up. Bodies need to be taken away. This community needs to have its All order right. restored. All right. I'll tell them. I'll tell them to take away the bodies, and uh, I'll tell Agent Kenor what happened here, and we'll discuss uh, next steps. Billy, uh, that's l- fine. Let me also level with you, Billy. The story that we're going to be telling the press and uh, the DA might be somewhat different from what we've discussed here, as you understand. As uh, Agent Robinson was so passionate speaking to you earlier, these are matters of uh, national security. Sure, of course. Uh, I'm not going to say anything to the press. So. You, you, you tell them what you want, uh, but you know, just make sure you keep Agent Kenor and uh, Police Chief Week, uh, Weeks in the loop there, so uh, all the uh, messaging is lined up, and we should be fine. Um, we should probably speak to the chief and uh, to the lead police investigator as well, uh, as we'll need to requisition some of the photographic evidence, you know, classified. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can help you with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can get that. I can get that. Uh, so, with that, I mean, is there anything else that you want to do at the crime scene? He's going to get the bodies taken away. Uh, Forensics and the medical, medical of the coroner is going to take the bodies away um, and start cleaning that up. Uh, anything else? Did they bag any other evidence or personal effects like they had in the original no. scene in the house? No. So, we've erased the number... We are trying to get the rest of the evidence that has numbers on it to destroy. Do you think we can go right to New York, or do we need to talk to uh, Police Chief Weeks and see if any of his men... We trust Gant to do that, basically. I mean, I think we need to ensure that we get all the... If, if, you know, all the original digital files... Make yeah. sure that these number, these photographs don't go on their server. If there's any record of the number on any kind of report, then we gotta yeah. erase that as well. Uh, yeah, strictly classified, and we can strong arm them, or we're FBI within limits. But yeah, I think we can try to do some stuff. Um, yeah, so we, we just, just have to make sure that that doctor doesn't see anything about it that was mentioned earlier. That's coming in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. at least the number's been sprayed over, so she won't see the original. 
Okay. So uh, what do you actually want to do right now at, you know, 9.45 p.m., getting on get, to 10 p.m.? If we can get uh, access to the photos we, and the reports and we can, you know. No, you can't. Well, no, Police Chief Weeks is asleep. And Gant is like, well, I, I'm not going to wake him up to requisition pictures. Uh, the pictures will be there tomorrow. You can examine them tomorrow. All right, so let's head to the Motel 6 and go there first thing in the morning. Great. Uh, all right. So you go to the Motel 6 and uh, crash. Uh, is there anything you're talking about there uh, before you sleep, at least amongst each other? Uh, do we get... We get we have the car right. We're driving in the car. Yeah, we have the SUV that we yeah, can yeah, use. Yeah, you have the SUV. Time. Yeah. Hey, uh, sorry, I flew off the handle a little bit there. I just I was thinking about stuff that I read, and I just can't let that number get out. I had to do what I could. My name's uh, Jordan Arsenal, by the way, my real name. Nice to meet you. Do we, rec- do we would we recognize you? Any like if you're a sci-fi fan or like a, a avid book reader, like you would know it probably. You'd know the name. I mean, I bet Doctor Westover has read some sci-fi. I mean, she's experienced cosmic horror. I think she's probably done cursory, you know, reading into the the Lovecraftian. Yeah, maybe. Is there something I can roll, Joe, to see if I would know who Jordy is? <laughs> uh, yeah, luck. Great. Did you happen to come across his work in your interest in sci-fi? 55. Apparently, I've never heard of you. <laughs> you really uh, never no, you, you could You could have heard of him, but you know, never, never read, read any his of his book. stuff. Yeah. yeah. With a 55. Which is a, actually a fumble. So, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You probably, it's a fumble. You never, never heard of him. him. Never heard of him. <laughs> you've never, you never heard, heard of him? And you let him know very clearly that you've never heard of him. That's <laughs> never, the fumble. Yeah. I don't read sci-fi. Oh, you don't? What's your name? Have we have What's we introduced ourselves by our real name so far? We haven't yet. No, it was also like breakneck, the pace. Yeah. Are we... What's your name? I'm Dr. Westover. Yeah, well, never heard of you either. Uh, what about you? Any <laughs> points at, uh, at uh, Grant's character? Special Agent Riker Solace. And he like grips, solid. he's, I think Riker is driving right now, uh, and he is just gripping the shit out of the steering wheel, looking at this guy in the rearview mirror, just like pissed and angry. He's also angry at himself because he should have said, uh, instead of what he said out there, and he tried to recover, but he should have said that he was there attending the conference, the USGS conference seminar, and that uh, he was simply called in for uh, additional assistance at that point. Mm. So he's angry at himself, but he's also angry at... Uh, Jordy because of the uh, mission always being the same stop the incursion, minimize exposure save lives um, and we have definitely not minimized exposure at this point. Agent, I'm, I'm really sorry, I just I, I don't know, flew off the handle I, I just I couldn't let that number get out there especially with that mathematician coming in in the morning, I just sorry, it won't happen again, I'll, I'll uh, stay in line Let me ask you a question Why do you do this? Why do you take on these jobs? <laughs> well, they got in touch with me, these people. Uh, but uh, I've I've seen a little bit of 
the truth, I guess. And you want to stop and, other uh, people from seeing that truth, right? Yeah. Well, if you make a spectacle of yourself again like you did today, you're going to become the next mission, buddy. I understand, but that number, that number is the fucking mission too, all right? All right. That's fine. As long as we both understand. And let's do what we can to make your wish come true and make that number disappear. What about you, buddy? Comestone. Roger Comestone. Frankly, I think Roger. he did what had to be done. Roger Comestone is your real fucking name? Yes. Yes, have you, what do you never met a Comestone before? It's a very a popular name in Baltimore. Comestone? That's yes. not a fucking name. I have n- no, I have to say, I've never encountered a Comestone in my life. Well, count yourself lucky. You just met I. Him. And I was going yeah. to applaud you for your rash decision. Those numbers had to be erased. I understand what you're saying, Agent Solace, but... There was no easy way. We had to make sure that no one else saw them. Do I know anything about any of the rest of the people's personal lives? Or no? You think we've never really shared that, probably? We know quite a bit about Roger Comstone's personal life. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he knows about your kid, at least. Yeah. Right, right. We did have that long discussion. Well, just remember I have uh, responsibilities outside of these operations in the Federal Bureau. You might not have much to go home to, Roger, but I do. He looks at him. Steely-eyed. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Don't mean to step on any toes. Just trying to help out, you know? Troy now looks like Beaker from the Muppet Babies. <laughs> me, 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 me. We better all get on the same page. Before we step until tomorrow, we need to get this case closed. We need to erase all evidence of that number, and then we gotta head to New York and figure out what the fuck's going on. And then I guess uh, the SUV slowly pulls into the parking lot for the Motel 6 in uh, this lovely part of New Jersey. Alliance. <laughs> Alliance. Beautiful Motel 6 Alliance. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you guys get in there, and does anybody chat at the hotel? Uh, do you make any specific plans for the morning, or do you just crash knowing what you're going to do in the morning is talk to... So your plan right now is to talk to Upton Weeks. You, you do have information about the 24th Precinct, too. Uh, I don't know what you intend to do with that, but is that something else you're going to address in the morning, uh, as well as? I think we're going to go to the Upper West Side. Yeah, once we deal once we deal with the the police here, we're going to go to the Upper West Side. We need to go to this lab at Columbia and get access to the lab, and we need to go to the precinct. We need to find out what happened to the gun and what's going on in that lab. Yeah. Also, we probably should check out this this guy's apartment to see if there's any evidence of the number there. Yes, right. that was one of our things we were told to do. Uh, and Where I'm hoping that in the morning, once we get news of what was on his phone, we have a couple other leads to investigate, too. Um, oh, and we're going to tell the front desk to please alert us. Official FBI business. Please let us know when Dr. Comstock, what was the name of the doctor that's the mathematician Comics. expert? Comics. C-O-M-O-X. Comics. Comics. Let us know when Dr. Comics checks in, please. Here's my personal line. 
writes don't, it down. Don't give her the number. <laughs> and then he writes down the insanity number that was out there. 992 Damn it. 8922. Yeah, Jordy, in the SUV, he just like starts these smoking Marlboros. And he just keeps singing eight six seven five three zero nine. Like it just—he starts singing it. He wants to drive like any memory of those specific numbers out of people's minds. He just keeps doing that, <laughs> probably driving them nuts. Uh, so, so yeah, first things first in the morning. The plan is first things first in the morning. Go to the, go to the police station here in Alliance. Deal with that. Erase any evidence of the number. Erase or conceal any evidence of the number, and then go back to New York to check out the uh, the the apartment, the precinct, and Columbia. Well, we also need to get access to the murderer's email and social media, so we could be like mm. in the car, like looking at his Twitter, looking at his Facebook. Yeah, can, I, can we do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Surface uh, level yes. stuff, but we'll yeah. have all his passwords once we have his phone unlocked too. Sure, so go but even just deeper. looking at like, did he post anything like right before? Like, what was the last post before two twenty eight p.m.? Were there any other posts after two twenty eight p.m.? I mean, just like what was the last thing that he was he was posting? Recent posts and stuff on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, there were no posts from that day. Um, from today, uh, there were. You know, there, there, there are posts you see, you know, they look like sort of the posts of a college kid, but um, you, you could tell by his age that he's too old to be an undergrad, that he's a, a graduate student, um, uh, just just by his age. And so you don't see a lot of like wasted party pictures, but uh, you do see you do see pictures with friends. Uh, you see that uh, he is in you see one picture from like three days ago uh, and it's a selfie and he's just smiling uh, and he's got two people a, a, a man and a woman uh, next to him and you see that they're tagged in the Facebook post yeah. it says Anthony Desjardins and Molly Frank uh, are tagged in the post and uh, and yeah otherwise you can see that he is he posts stuff about math he's like into math into mathematics uh, and you see, you know, that he is a student at the Foo Foundation of uh, Applied Science and whatever I engineering. The engineering. Yep, exactly. Uh, and you see that on Facebook and you see he's a member of a few groups like, you know, uh, but that that's kind of the surface stuff that you're able to find. There's nothing from that day or the day before. I wonder if this is a kid that just like was deep into math and cracked some code that like he saw something in in the cracking of the code that oh snap twisted I, him I, I think it's basically uh, a variation on Darren Aronofsky's pie like a, it's a god number mm-hmm. or some other significance like he was probably trying to solve something else and the solution just led to something fucking paranormal right unless he had unless there is an actual direct link so if, unless he Found or was exposed to Faustius Cloudin's research. Right, that's the other option. Do, is, Either found we, it himself, discovered himself, or he discovered it in, in his work. Do we know anything about the Foo Foundation at Columbia? Is it kind of what, what their general, uh, you know, field of study are? 
is it a exclusive program? Is it kind of just a, like their general? Is it fictional? Is it fictional? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, a brief search of like their website is you know what I mean. It's it's the it's a science arm. Uh, it's a science mathematics engineering school uh, at Columbia. So it's not like a, a specific lab that has like no. That's ex- that's highly you know highly competitive and. I mean, as highly competitive as Columbia's graduate mathematics school is, you know, it's pretty fucking competitive, but it's not anything, uh, uh, you know, out of the ordinary. They will just run a search overnight of, uh, like, large benefactors to the Foo Foundation. um, Yeah, that's a good idea. And, like, maybe any recent large donations that were made to the program. Well, the Foo Foundation itself is a large benefactor, but additional, like, other big names, you mean? Yeah, yeah, or maybe these, or something on the foos. Like, who are these foos? I, I, I'll tell uh, you what. At the end of the day, I pity the foos <laughs> that they got wrapped up in something like that. <laughs> Not everybody. Uh, you, oh. In your face, in your Facebooking, you could do brief clicks, clicks, clicks on uh, on uh, the friends that were tagged in there, and you see that they're yeah. both students at Columbia. You see that they. Uh, actually list each other as in a relationship with. So oh. Molly is in a relationship with Anthony. Anthony's in a relationship with Molly. And that they are both uh, also listed as being in the Foo Foundation School of Applied uh, Mathematics. Oh, shit. So we'll talk to them as well. This a weird love yeah, triangle. Yeah. Michael Way was uh, trying to get in on that action. And they just said, No. Here's a You're number. Out. Here's a number so he's to like, drive so you he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go kill his family in New Jersey. <laughs> he just he opens up you, a, a Jersey uh, yellow pages and like, I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> Take that, Anthony and Molly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, Jordy's just gonna turn in. We got a busy yeah, day tomorrow. Real right. busy day. We got a busy yeah. day. Busy day, busy day. Yeah. Also, yeah. Busy day I'm like the chief of police. Uh, you guys kick back to rest. Uh, Roger Comstone, as is his uh, his nightly ritual, uh, kicks back, lays down in bed, pops on the TV, starts flipping through. Or no, you know what? Maybe it's Doctor Westover because she has a sleep disorder. She she knows she's not going right to sleep, so she pops on the TV. She's flipping around, and then she plump flips a channel and just hears clear as a bell. Federal authorities in turmoil tonight as a multiple homicide in alliance leads to questions about national security. And then you see footage of Skid's character, of Jordy and Gant, yelling at each other, like, aggressively in this, like, the police lights, the floodlights, the flashing and everything. You can't really hear what's being said, but you can see them, like, going back and forth at each other. Then the the, uh, announcer you hear over top of it, two agents had a vicious argument over a number the killer spray-painted onto the ground, (laughs) calling it a matter of national security. (laughs) And then you see a uh, (laughs) shot straight up of... uh, of uh, of uh, Grantland uh, of uh, right. Solace, right? Yeah, and he's being asked like dead on, like, "Are you not with the um, counterterrorism division?" And he's like, uh, I-, "I have no comment at this time." And he turns around and walks away. Agents could not com- would not comment on whether or not this killing was an act of terror and whether it was a signal of more attacks to come. 
Reporting live from Alliance, New Jersey, I'm Enrico Save, Channel 4, Eyewitness News. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you next time. Oh, my God. We are so bad at it. What a disaster. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, we are so bad. Epic fail. (laughs) How are you going to get out of this? Like, I have no idea. It's now national news that this is a terror event. I'm just so so excited to roll up a new character after I get killed. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.